what's going on everyone welcome back to the midnight terrors podcast i am your co-host kevin slash bucky here with jason slash diamond jason what's up buddy i am just hanging out and excited about our episode tonight and it is the midnight terrors podcast yes indeed and we're continuing on into october best time of the year and so jason highly highly anticipated episode right here not only are we covering a movie that we have uh, put off for quite a while, but we have some long-awaited, very special guests here tonight. So how excited are you before I introduce them? Um, this is like an amazing episode because, number one, I've been dying for you to watch this movie for the longest time. Um, and then we have been talking for months uh, with our our good friends that are going to be uh, you know guesting with us tonight, and uh, we're excited to have them tonight. So I'm I'm super excited. Uh, awesome, yeah, I am just as excited as you are, and we'll waste no time getting into it. We would like to welcome two very special guests here tonight. We have with us. Uh, a member of one of Jason's favorite bands of all time, if not his favorite band of all time. We have Mr. Matthew Bivens here from Jump Little Children, multi-instrumentalist and songwriter, as well as his lovely wife, Lindsay. So hello, welcome to the show, my friends. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Wow, right I as I start the introductions, too. Well, tell that beautiful story again. Right as I start the introductions, too. <laughs> my apologies my friends that uh zoom right. tends to do that sometimes trust uh, me we'll... if, if there's anybody that understands tech difficulties it's <laughs> this guy <laughs> there we go well we'll hit the reset button and we'll start it over uh All right. so so jason we have some very special guests here with us tonight as we said we have a member of one of your all-time favorite bands here. We have Mr. Matthew Bivens of Jump Little Children, multi-instrumentalist and songwriter, as well as his lovely wife, Lindsay. So hello, Matt and Lindsay. How are you? So good. Thanks for having us, especially in October. <laughs> it's it's the, the best time of year. <laughs> it, is. It, is, it is our time of year, isn't it? It's our time of year. Yeah. It is it the is. real um, most it's... wonderful time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Christmas is right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, no, but just uh, a little bit before we get uh, started, um, you know, uh, I've, I've known Matt for quite a few years uh, since I was like 13. I was gonna I say grew up uh watching watching his band play um and loving every second of it and uh even <laughs> living above some of the band members with my brother. Um <laughs> and uh there were plenty of hijinks that went on. Um but uh you know, Little Children, one of my favorite bands. Um, these guys have always been very sweet to me. Uh, we've built a great relationship together, uh, yeah. and they're just really fun guys, of course. Um, and, uh, I even, uh, took my girls, uh, for their first concert 
which unfortunately Matt was not there for, um, mm-hmm. but uh, took them to their first concert. And uh, <laughs> I, I even uh, texted Matt and I was like, hey, Matt, uh, the girl said, where's the pretty one? Because <laughs> I had... <laughs> I had yeah. I had I had shown the girls videos of you know uh, the band playing and everything and and they thought Matt was cool and uh, you know everything and and they're like Dad where's the pretty one and I was yeah. like oh he's not here unfortunately but um, yeah this last but, iteration uh, needed no. a pretty one for sure <laughs> definitely needed a pretty one <laughs> well wait jason um, until, wait until you tell your girls that you had the pretty one on the podcast right right, right. and the even prettier one <laughs> right the, <even> the pretty <laughs> the pretty one and his better half right his <laughs> prettier half <laughs> <laughs> um no but it was funny um so we you know uh I figured out that, uh, you know, Matt and, of course, his brother, Evan, uh, who were both in the band, um, they've both been doing a podcast for a little while um, and doing a lot of different, uh, you know, things. And so I just kind of shouted out to him. And uh, (laughs) Evan was like, Evan, Matt's brother, was like, hey, man, uh, you know, Lindsay... Matt's wife is a huge horror fan and you need to talk to them and I was like okay sweet (laughs) so we've been we've been uh trying to get this going for a little while yeah um but yeah but yeah it's 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 fun and and we'll talk some music a little bit later because I'm (laughs) sure because I'm sure uh you know, Bucky has a lot to ask you, um, but <laughs> but we're gonna do the horror thing first. Yeah, <laughs> we will. <laughs> so, so again, like long, long anticipated episode to, uh, to get to finally do this with y'all, Matt and Lindsay. It is an absolute honor to have you on here, and uh, something that me and Jason have both looking for, been looking forward to for months now, and. So we always get started the exact same way as Jason uh, gave a precursor. You are both massive horror fans, and we definitely want the audience to get to know you both a little bit. So we always start the same way with the same two questions. One that I start that Jason then piggybacks on with his own iteration (laughs) of of the question. So I'll start it off. what was your intro to horror like? And I'll throw it to Jason. And which one fucked you up? And to my first, I Let's see. Um, well, let's see. So we're supposed to answer those questions just like one one by one, right? Like. Yeah, you can you can pretty much do a do a deep dive into how you got into okay. horror and then talk about which movies stuck with you. Yeah, I think Go I however think... you want. Okay, so I remember when I was a kid and was obsessed with the movie The Exorcist. Mm. And yeah, my mom would always find me in my bed, you know, <laughs> bouncing back and forth, you know, <laughs> just like me in front of the exorcist. <laughs> Oh, you know. <laughs> um, and I was also obsessed with uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. 
I mean, to be fair, I was pretty young. I know they're not good, you know, but I loved them at the time. And I actually sang at Muir Elm Street three in the theaters when I was about seven years old. And I sang at the phone book. And it was so exciting every time Freddie came on. Yeah. And what movie fucked me up? Um, did you ever see Funny Games? So, no, that's not one yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, okay. so I only <laughs> just heard about it. Uh, somebody was likening it to The Strangers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the first time I heard of it. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. The Strangers is a cake mock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Funny oh, games wow. is, is the originator. It's the it's the next level. It's the level that is hard to come back from. Yeah. And there's two versions, and they're both good. There's there's the Euro version, yeah, and then the remake. Yeah, the German version. German. It's not the director's Michael Haneke. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. And he directed the first version in 1997. And then 10 years later, he remained in English, shot by shot. So it's, it's almost oh, okay. like... Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 They're both great. Yeah. They're both yeah. great. But it, they will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. They will fuck <laughs> you up. Dude, <laughs> home invasion movies are oh, like just straight nightmare fuel. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's real difficult. Uh my origin story for horror movies is pretty sad because my confession is that I really didn't get into horror movies until uh, Lindsay Drexler sitting next yeah. to me. Like I, I mean, my brother has always liked them, and so I would, I would, I would go watch them with Evan. Um, but I was kind of like a little bit high and mighty about horror movies, right? And and Lindsay really opened up a world to me as far as, I mean, you said you said that night the nightmare on Elm Street it, they're bad. It's just a different it's a different language when you're talking about horror movies, right? Like, it, it, bad isn't the right word. It's it's it is they are like the genre itself is so deep right i mean you guys know of course mm-hmm. you've got a pile of course it. but <laughs> it's so deep and what my favorite thing over the last we've been together for about 15 years um 16 and uh, it has been amazing for me to see how the horror movie which you're like oh that was really good for a horror movie has advanced to damn that's a good movie period yeah also, it was horrifying. And, and that has been really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a really lame answer for the first one. I will say that the, the 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 horror movie that I didn't really get to see, and I remember very clearly, was Alien. Alien. Oh. Dad, oh. My, my dad was really excited to see it. I think that that's where Evan got his uh, and, my, and me. Like this, this obsession with horror is dad. And dad went to go see Alien. And I remember, I remember, I was little, but I remember just being so mad that I couldn't go see Alien. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's right. I shouldn't have gone. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. Uh, and then I find out later that Lindsay was watching Nightmare on Elm Street when she was like five or something. <laughs> 
I, I have a memory of watching um, The Evil Dead 2. Mm. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was babysitting me, and she was like, Lindsay, close your eyes in this car. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the right it was the right thing to do. Uh, as far as the, the movie that fucked me up, I, I had I was thinking about this, and there are a couple that I thought I could mention. Number one, uh, I was with Evan and Lindsay when I first saw Babadook, the oh, Babadook. Geez. Oh, yeah. And you know, like you can you can take the Babadook, and you can. It's not the most bloody or the most graphic, but there's something about it. When that movie was over, I was. We were in our, my my mom's house, brightly lit. It's super safe town, <laughs> tiny town. I was real scared, and I don't yeah. usually. Yeah. So the Babadook was pretty messed up. Also, one of Lindsay's favorites is a, an Australian movie called The Loved Ones. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It's a little torture porny, a little bit, uh, but it's beautiful story, okay. real messed up, and. Uh, <laughs> And I think as far as like the heart wrenchingness of it and and just what is happening in like the the the, the interpersonal relationship going on, it's it's it yeah, it was yeah. effective. Have you seen that well, movie? Uh, no, we haven't, or I know I haven't. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I actually We're on your list. Oh yeah, absolutely. That 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 hooked me right away. That title is captivating, that story yeah. sounds interesting. Um, great soundtrack, and, great soundtrack, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It's the same director as The Devil's Candy. Have you seen that one? That Ooh, oh, out? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I remember when that one came out, that one got a lot of buzz. Um, and yeah. I know that director has gone on to be pretty notable in the genre, so I'll definitely have to add that to yeah. the list for sure. And when you were talking about Baba Duke, yeah. I genuinely consider that to be one of the scariest movies ever made. Like, yes, yeah, I do. There's something about it. It's like, I mean, it's that scene where she's meaning the story to her son. Yep. God damn. Just yeah. the dread that's building up each time they turn the page. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My, and- the scene in that movie that, and I told Jason this recently, the scene in that movie that fucked me up the most is when. Uh, I think the mom is staying up late at night and she's just watching the television to try to like relax. And that fake news report comes on and she sees herself in the window. It's one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. So crazy. Those are, those are our long winded answers, but we love, we love them all. No, no, no. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, And actually uh, when I was, I'm sorry, Lynn's, oh. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I, no. Oh, I was just wondering, um, what movies fuck do you guys up? Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. All so right. We haven't, so we haven't really <laughs> touched on this since like the first episode. Jason, you want to go first? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a long time. Go for it. Um, uh, I would definitely say, uh, The Exorcist mm-hmm. was uh a a very good one. Um, and I still will not watch that in a room by myself. Like if, <laughs> if, if, if I have a friend over or somebody's not seen it or whatever, or, you know, like I'll, I'll sit there and watch it with somebody, but I will not sit and watch the exorcist by myself. 
<laughs> in a room in the dark. I won't do it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it just won't happen. Yeah. Um, and then um, I've, I've told the story and I know you guys are kind of new to listening to the podcast or maybe you haven't listened that much, but. Um, well, I mean, I'm deaf, so I haven't listened to it at all. Lindsay, Lindsay <laughs> never heard a podcast, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, the other one that I talked about, uh, it, which was probably the first kind of real horror movie that I saw was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I I tell the story on the podcast a couple of times where we put the VHS in and the VCR, you know, has a like a countdown as to how much time is left in the movie. And yes. I'm watching the movie and I'm just looking at that timer. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how much is left in this movie? Like, it's scaring the living shit out of me. Um, so. <laughs> I have to, I have to say one thing. You got to watch me. Please stop me. Please stop me in this interview if 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 I go too far. Because I, I always try to make things way too, like, philosophical and meaningful. <laughs> I will say this. A movie like The Chainsaw Massacre was is probably and i don't feel this way about a lot of things i'm not a vinyl guy i'm not like a cassette tape dude i tell you what though if i feel like that movie would be perfect on on vhs like scratchy and weird and and you watch the counter you can't do that anymore i bet that would be really amazing because it's like adds to the whole redneck fiesta that's happening oh yes yeah (laughs) I I wish I could view it that way because I do, you know, you can watch it on Blu-ray, you can watch it on streaming, but man, popping in that VHS tape, seeing the blue screen and then hitting play and the static is going on, that would be perfect for it. So I envy Jason a lot for that. <laughs> so uh, let's, what's, what's your favorite? I mean, most horrible. So mine, I actually, you have noticed on the poster there, I have a thing for clowns. So... Yeah. The one that did it for me is now at this point, my favorite horror movie of all time. I was about 11 years old and I got my hands on a VHS copy, but it was two VHSs because it was a long ass TV movie. The original it with Tim Curry. I was going to say, yeah. And that one just messed me up. I was afraid of shower drains and sinks (laughs) and sewer (laughs) drains for three months. I slept in my dad's bed with him for three months. And I always had to have the TV on because he and he hated that. (laughs) So that one messed me up. And once I finally got past the barricade of being terrified, then it became my favorite thing in the world. Uh, So favorite horror movie there. And then the second one was actually something I saw in that same year was the maybe not the best of the remakes or the best early 2000s horror movie, but the 2004 remake of The Grudge. Oh, I've never yeah. seen it. Is that um Sarah, Sarah Michelle? Michelle? Yeah, it is Sarah Michelle Geller, and it's yeah. pretty terrifying. <laughs> I I need to re- I need to rewatch. I feel like I saw that one in the theaters, and I really yeah. liked it, but I don't I don't I need to watch it again. I slept over at a friend's house the night that I watched it. I didn't even watch the whole movie. I just saw some of the scary scenes. And I spent the night at a friend's house that night and I had to walk by the damn stairwell to go to the bathroom and his parents oh, kept his parents kept every light off and I'm like, I'm just going to hold it and just wait until I can't stand it anymore. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, amen. 
yeah. You, you've just unlocked a memory in me. I remember watching The Ring in the theater. Oh, oh yeah. And I mean, as the U, the American version, the U.S. version, because that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I remember we drove home, and I left by myself. If she had to go, I had this moment of, please don't go. <laughs> please don't go. <laughs> yeah. That was very unusual. That, that movie definitely scared me. Yeah, that was yeah. Like, um, you wild. actually, with speaking of the American versions of The Ring, when The Ring 2 came out, Jason, I think you and my sister might have been dating at this time. I can't quite remember. But Heather and a bunch of people were going to go to the movie theater to go see The Ring 2 when it came out. And they took me and my neighborhood best friend at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had tickets bought yeah. and everything at the theater. And I chickened out right as we got into the theater. I'm like, I can't do it. I got to go home. Mom, dad, come get me. <laughs> but they kept my friend. They kept my friend there and watched the movie without me. <laughs> and then finally I watched it at home. No where I was, no exactly. And I watched it at home for the first time a few months after it came out. And it scared the hell out of me. And then later that same night after I watched it, it showed up on like one of the Max channels or something on the television. And I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, half asleep. What do I see but Samara crawling up the well doing that spider walk? Uh I fell off the couch (laughs) scrambling for the remote. It was like, turn it off, turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) The ring will do it for you. They'll do it every time. But yeah, that's uh, that's mine and mine and Jason's, and uh, somehow that led us to want to do that more and uh, start a podcast about it all these years later. Yeah, it's yeah, addictive. Absolutely, it's yeah. addictive. It's it's uh, it's yeah. I mean, you, I, I think people who don't get horror movies, oh, they don't. They if do they that. don't get them, then there's they don't they don't get that 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 thing that like. The, the reminder that you are alive the 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 you know the it's, it's being scared in like a safe space in a safe space yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and it's most horror movies will have some kind of theme that you can relate to in your everyday life yeah and i mean there's a lot of um usually when i tell people i love horror movies they're like oh you're so oh how nice <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Lindsay, that's that's actually a, like a very good uh, quote uh, that that it's being scared in a safe space. Yeah, I don't think yeah. ever anyone has ever said that on on the show or or that <laughs> we've ever said that. But it, well, but it's it's super accurate. Yeah, because it's. It's like this dopamine like hit like from being scared. Yeah. And it's it's great. Yeah. Like and I, because, and I love the because way that, you know you're safe. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the way that you both worded that, uh, Matt and Lindsay, in that there's that feeling of being alive in the adrenaline rush to it, but it's mm-hmm. like controlled chaos almost. And then like just the aftermath. It's like one of those, one of those. Like there's a lot of serious stuff in the world, but you go home, watch a horror movie, you get scared, and then you you can tell all these funny stories about how you were scared. It's like going through a haunted house. Yeah, exactly like yes. that. I mean, I have friends, a family, 
um, nicht am Arm fixen, mm-hmm. einfach 100 True Crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, and they oh, judge, yeah. And they judge me for liking horror. And I'm like, yeah, but that shit you're watching is real. It's you know? real. It actually happened. It's far yeah. more horrifying. I mean, what, what is your problem? No, but we, we yeah, talk about this a lot. We talk about this a lot because, uh, uh, you know, Lindsay is profoundly deaf and has been since she was a baby. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it, we, we talk about like, people are getting really fascinated about the idea of why does she like horror movies so much why is that her go-to why is that her her action movie romance movie well like why is that i mean it's not just october y'all it's 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 year-round that's the go-to and i think i think that's why we came up with that like idea of you know, if if you have a disability, the you know we were going to watch the movie Hush right together. We 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 yes, yeah. do that. I still think that y'all need to see it. It just wasn't streaming at the right time. It'll come back. You know, it's a great movie. But the idea is that the basic premise is someone who is profoundly deaf is in their home and she's being stalked by a psychopath. It's a home invasion. It's a home invasion movie, right? And. Right. I think that it's it's interesting when we saw that movie uh, to talk about because it really does kind of speak to the idea of, I mean, when you're deaf, if I if I come in, I'm hearing, if I come into the house and Lizzie's not, she's not, you know, paying attention to the door, she can be scared by me walking to the house, right? Yeah. Like just, just no not having that sense so to be able to like control it we think that's probably what it was the safe space-ness of like well and and we we both seen hush uh, yeah we just, oh, okay uh yeah. just kevin was not able to it's been a while for yeah. kevin i saw um, it way, way back when it came out on like netflix and for some when i was getting ready to rewatch it for some it was like a netflix exclusive release and they pulled it <laughs> I know. But they, but then they didn't release it for anything else, and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I can't find it anywhere. Um, yeah. And I wanted to like refresh myself on it because I loved it. And side tangent about that movie, Mike Flanagan is my favorite director of all time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Look at Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> Look at <her. laughs> Mike Flanagan has something against hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single thing, somebody's hands got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hand fetish. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, true. yeah. And his, but I mean, yeah. like his TV shows, Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. They brought me to tears, like watching oh. them. They are so we're, beautiful. We're so psyched about uh, 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 uh Midnight. Um, Yes. Uh, uh, follow the House of Usher. Yep. Yeah, my yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah. My favorite post story. Favorite director and favorite post story. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. It's gonna be great. Absolutely. Yeah. But but uh yeah we're both big Flanagan fans and um you know yeah that uh just we weren't able well I've seen Hush more recently than uh than Bucky has but uh just the idea of that movie of not knowing what sound that you're making or that the person is coming in or you know like just terrifying Mm, and like love love 
love that movie so much. Absolutely. So great. That, that poster yeah. of like the intruders just standing behind her when she's just sitting on the couch, just typing and he's standing right there. Absolutely terrifying. Um, so I hope that, I hope that, uh, that you guys enjoy yourself tonight on the show and hopefully you can come back and we can do hush. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm awesome. Another chance. Well, tonight we are discussing what was the other movie that was on the table. Um, and I am very excited that this movie was picked because it's a movie I hadn't seen before. And many, many horror fans had let me know that I needed to see it. And I'm glad that we finally got to it because you all are seeing this, the title of the episode. It's October. We're talking about Trick or Treat from 2007. Yes. And I understand now why it's a classic. This was my first watch and it was fantastic. And I want to start uh, in the corner of Matt and Lindsay. When did you all first see this movie? What's your background with it? I want to say we saw it. With Evan. With Evan. We did see it with Evan. He was, he was still in Chicago. So my brother was still in Chicago and he came over and we, we took a chance on this movie. It would have been. I think it was... 2009? Nothing streaming at this point. Yeah. I don't think we will have, I don't think Blockbuster existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't think we saw it in 2007. No. We probably saw it as soon as it was streaming. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So 2009, 2010? We're like, oh man, that the, the name is goofy. That looks cheap. Whatever. <laughs> we're, probably with, we're probably with somebody who is not really into horror movies. Yeah. We were like, we we're like, yeah, okay, sure. And boy, <laughs> we, we were excited. We were delighted. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good horror movie for anyone to watch movie. Um, I mean, it's dark. Yeah, it's it's but a, it's yeah, it's it's a comedy. I mean, if you are um, if you are hocus pocus level, like that's your that is like the extent of your of your Halloween jam, maybe you couldn't okay. have a treat. <laughs> no shade, no shade, no shade. I know, I know people like that, but like, you know, it's it, it's a it's it's a good bit more, it's a good bit more dark than that. But it is funny. It's funny, and it, yeah, it's a lot darker than I remember because yeah. we just watched it recently for the first time since 2010. Yeah. And I think that moment that made me go, oh my gosh, this thing. Um, the principal character is trying to get rid of the body of the child. That's like, child. I mean, I mean, I'm not to do spoiler. Yeah, well, yeah. What's oh, the yeah, spoiler? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay, okay. Oh no, well, the movie's been yeah, out for a while. We can do a full on spoil, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been out forever. If you haven't seen it yet, and, and, too and bad. Yeah. His son keeps screaming up the ring. We got a car with a jack o' lantern. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And then he goes, Daddy, we got a car with a jack o' lantern. Daddy, I might have candy. Daddy, my mom's dead. <laughs> He's saying this. Well, and we don't know what's happening yet, but yeah. we don't know who he is. But like, yeah, it's really fun when they, uh, the twists of this movie are, are significant. Yeah. And well, what, what I really like about this movie is that it is an anthology movie. Right. And there have been anthology movies since then, like VHS 
and other ones Christmas that are horror, Christmas horror horror Christmas. Have you seen that one? Christmas horror story. A Christmas horror yeah, story. Yes, yes. It's, it's yeah. really great. Really great. It's actually it's actually a good one. I was surprised yeah. by that one. I know us too. But Sorry. it's 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 okay. <laughs> um, no, most of the anthology movies like have a, a a certain break to them. It's like okay, this story's done. Let's go to the next story. Let's go to the next story. You know that kind of thing. But this one kind of really intertwines them uh, very well. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. I love that Matt and Lindsay both did that in unison. That was beautiful. <laughs> like, not only did you do it together, you did it like in sync with each other. It was amazing. But you're right. I was thinking that same thing because I did not remember that about this movie. Watching it last night was I remembered. I could probably remember the four stories, four or five stories that that go on. I didn't remember how nicely and seamlessly they kind of did that, that yeah. dance. <laughs> and yeah. that was actually they just, what, what they caught just me off. They just them together very well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was actually what caught me off guard because a little bit of context about me. Um, yeah. I have a hard time getting into anthology films a lot of the time because it's really hard to like, jump from story to story to story and it kind of goes into like what's your presentation because there's usually a wraparound story what's your presentation of how they're all intertwined and this one did something i had never seen before where everything is connected and i'm like michael doherty how did you write this script to mm -hmm. to put all these things together that make perfect sense together when you watch the whole movie and i love that we're just watching a halloween night filled with shenanigans unfold and yeah. everything just converges all together. It's amazing. It really is. And and how how does he pronounce it? How, salmon. How did she pronounce it? The <laughs> it, it, it is a little dated. It yeah. is a little dated. I will say because you know they use the word retard and idiot savant in this movie. Yes. So so beware yeah. if you're very sensitive yeah. to well. I mean, there's also blood, so I, yeah. I hope you send it. <laughs> anyway, but like, yeah, so the salmon, salmon, salmon. They, I, so I think Hain. it's written as Samhain, but they say Sawain or something like that. Sawain, Sawain, yes, it's it's Gaelic. It's a Gaelic oh, yeah. word. Is that what the Sam character has his name? Yes, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch the tough call make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it is. You just put it together. She's like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, it is that. That's one thing that's really cool about it. And and Mister, you just said his name, Michael. Um, Michael uh, Doherty. Doherty, right? Mister mm -hmm. Doherty, uh, obviously went to the the original Irish Gaelic horror origins of Halloween with Sawan and that being a Gaelic word and. And like the the idea of this of this thing, I I did a, I did a little Wikipediaing about it, and and there were gourds, and and I didn't. The premise is that is that these people are breaking Halloween rules, which I didn't really know right. there were Halloween rules, right? <laughs> but there are. I mean, he did his he did his research. There are they used to hang gourds with lights in them to protect against spirits and all kinds of okay. yeah. After the movie ends on last night, we were like the first 
death in the movie, the um the um that snippet character. Yeah. What did she do? That was that bad. Well, what did she do that that deserved <laughs> that kind of dismemberment hanging from trees? Well, and that was because she blew up the jack on that the is, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Her, hus her husband said, you have to leave it on for the whole night. And she said no. And she also said, I hate Halloween. So that probably was the nail yeah, in the coffin. There it is. <laughs> that's what you got for not listening to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. I yeah. mean... You talked about the comedy in the movie, so it's yeah. important to note Michael Doherty's like filmography and his career because the dude has had a really interesting career. After Trick or Treat, his so before Trick or Treat, Jason, you'll be happy. I don't know if you looked this up or or not. He was a writer for X Two X Men United. He was a writer oh, yeah. for Superman Returns, so he worked. With oh Brian. yeah. So that's why yeah. Brian Singer would be a producer for this one. Uh, but he went on to write, direct, and produce Krampus. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. So, dude, Krampus. And then he's gone on to work on those newer Godzilla films. So, yeah. dude, Which are really had a, good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He he's he's responsible for the Godzilla yeah. films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yep. Godzilla films. Oh no. That's so great. <laughs> So he's uh, he's had a very illustrious career, and I love the story of Trick or Treat, that it was not a whole lot of faith from the studio, and it was just put out in DVD bins, DVD bins in Walmart, and the people in the horror community just found it and rallied around it, and now it's a cult classic. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. It really is. It really... I didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that it was a... that it didn't do well. So it was kind of a flop. When it yeah, came they, out. yeah, it I was. Yeah, it was definitely kind of, a flop. Yeah, the studio kind of just didn't have a lot of faith in it. Superman Returns didn't do all that great, so they saw Michael Doherty directing and writing, and they were just like, "Meh, we'll just put it out." And now it's like <laughs> one of the best Halloween horror films ever. That's and funny. Still, if you don't like, if you don't like Superman Returns, fuck you. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell in this movie. Trick or treat that this guy loves what he's doing. He loves the story. He loves filmmaking. He loves writing. So, I mean, it is, you, you, you can tell all of these things from just watching this movie. Like the cinematography is so clever mm -hmm. and so well done, but I, I, I didn't know like this. So this, it's so cool. I did watch some of the, apparently three years later, uh, Kevin, you might, you, I, I hope I'm not spe uh, spoiling this. this no, uh, <laughs> but like, three years later, apparently he did a, a series of like shorts uh, that kind of revisit uh, someone, someone, and oh, wow. like all these different. He did it for uh, he did it for Frightnet, which was is that related to Shutter in any way? It was some sort of what's it called? Fright Probably. Yeah, it was some sort of like. Uh, horror. Maybe it was only October. It was I, I remember Frightnet, but it was anyway. He did these shorts where he kind of brought back some of these characters, and they're it was really good. You could tell he just loved it. He loves he loves Sam. He loves the concept. He loves yeah. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of, one of the things that that I like about the movie too 
is the fact that uh, even though it's, you know, kind of an anthology, you know, you get werewolves, you get vampires, you get yeah. zombies. I mean, you get everything that you could possibly get, like, in one Halloween movie. Yeah. I just thought was brilliant. Like, and every second of the movie, it's something different. And it, and it all interweaves together somehow, like somehow (laughs) (laughs) you did a great job writing it. Um, And it it just all came together like perfectly. And it's, it's still one of my favorite, you know, Halloween, you know, things to watch. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. and then having and then having Sam in there to kind of I mean, Sam doesn't really tie it together necessarily, but he he just kind of weaves in and out of each kind <laughs> of story well, or whatever. I don't know. I think he does. I mean, I think I think, uh, Kevin, you were talking about like what you know the promise anthologies is what is the thing that tries to tie them and in and in uh christmas horror story it's uh it's william shatner as a dj trying to like <laughs> on these stories and oh jesus christ <laughs> you know, you've got the 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 crypt, the crypt keeper, keeper. Mm-hmm. but sam does the same thing he's in every one of these scenes eventually right like mm-hmm. he's a friend of the quote-unquote idiot savant <laughs> who <laughs> obviously now we should say is on the spectrum of autism but is, uh, is he a friend of hers we don't even know but 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 she proves that she is okay because she she saves the pumpkin that is still lit and she has yeah. it in her yeah. and so he crosses and he doesn't attack her because She's okay. She's doing the right thing. She she had those yeah her her friend teens murder right. Well, it's almost hard to mention trick or treat without talking about Sam because what a popular horror icon this character has become. And I wonder if Michael Doherty knew that like this character would go on to be like literally synonymous with horror. We see this character in on so much merchandise and at so many cons and it's insane. I think it's awesome. And I love that. It's just this little background character that is just hanging out. You know, we see him for the first time. He's just there trick or treating with everybody else, takes a chocolate bar and walks away. Yeah. Yeah. And and I also love, though, similarly, because because a couple of these shorts that I mentioned, he he just barely pops up. He's not, he's again, not like he was not turned into a Freddy. He was not turned into a Jason. He was, he was. He's kind of like the patron thing. Yeah. He's more, it's more of a thing. It's more of a like, he's, he's too important to, to be, you know, like sullied by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, I, I, I think Lindsay hit it on the head that he's kind of the patron saint of halloween like he's he's just like the uh you know like the santa claus or or the (laughs) you know whatever but the halloween version you know of (laughs) you know which and and before we dive like into the specifics of the of the story of the movie um matt and Lindsay, i want to recommend a movie to you two that i've told jason about before but if you like anthology films 
outside of Trick or Treat, I think this next movie that I'm about to mention has one of the coolest ways of doing an anthology movie that I've ever seen. Because again, it goes back to that wraparound story. Have you ever heard of a movie called Scare Package? Yeah, package. It's mm-hmm. not the same words, Care Package. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have not. I don't. I need to see a poster. Yeah. He's gonna look I'm, I'm terrible at names. I don't, I don't really. <laughs> So it's. I was convinced you were going to see the movie Slip North. I don't know why. Oh. Jason, have you seen that one? I don't think I have. Signal is amazing. It's basically a zombie film ish, but it is so freaking good. Scare Package. No, I have not seen it. uh, We have not seen it. It's good. It is very good. Horror Emporium. So Scare Package is presented as an anthology film where all of the stories are characters working at a VHS store and they're recommending different VHS tapes to each other. And then they pop in a VHS and it shows the story that way. Wait a minute, that does sound familiar, though. You think you have that um, movie where um, they played that game on the VHS tape. I think that was a different movie. Yeah, maybe you're right. No, yes, 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 you're right. Yeah. Ooh. That's a different movie, I think. Ooh, this looks, this looks great. Yeah. (laughs) So I highly recommend. Okay. 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 I'll watch that. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. So Kev, kick us off. Yeah, Signal's Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Signal. Yeah, it's really good. It's an anthology with each story from a different director. Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of different tones. Yeah, that's awesome. Of... And one of the directors is one of my favorites, and I can't, we can't remember who. Okay. Can you look up Signal? I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say it's. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Let's see. Directors, real quick. Yeah. Eubank. No. Fajero. I think IMDb is not a good source for this. It's not a good source for this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Get it together, Matt. (laughs) I'm so sorry, man. I don't even know. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you. We'll let, we it, no we worries. we have tons of time to text. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. No worries. This is why we love podcasts. We love the tangents. Um, oh, we go we go off on so many. We tangents. do. We do. But uh, I mean, so let's dive into trick or treat. Let's talk about what actually happens in the movie. So we mentioned the opening scene, which I genuinely think is one of the best opening scenes I think I've ever seen, is this this husband and wife just trotting along, going back to their house at the end of Halloween night. Husband doesn't want to break down Halloween, but the wife does, and she's going to pay for it with her life. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and we, I'm glad that we mentioned Mike Flanagan earlier because Trick or Treat does something I absolutely love that Flanagan does where he'll show you something from a certain perspective. And by the end, you get the other perspective. 
And I love that there's like, someone's going to be mad about it. And we see Sam's point of view. And then later on, we see Sam from the outside. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you have to say it's pretty hysterical that Sam decides to let this bus driver survive <laughs> after, after he has killed a child <laughs> with special needs. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, wait. She you, blew out the candle. You turned, you blew out the candle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I did not think about that. That is level, that is all sorts of levels of wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, but, Sam's justice system's a little off. It really is. You know, more, more <laughs> morally gray, you know. Mm -hmm. And she got the lollipop in yeah, her mouth. She sure did. She did. Yeah. But what an opening scene, man. This is, and then oh, we cool. go into those amazing credits too with all the mythology about Halloween. This movie just literally oozes October. It's great. It does. Yeah. It's really great. Uh, I have not, I, I'm inspired to read. Apparently, they did do a, a graphic novel or two, maybe that kind of continue the story too. The artwork at the beginning with the during the credits is so good. Um, yeah, you were one dream that was real. Yeah, I, I for a minute I was like, is this a creep show esque thing where it's it's you know they're they based this on something that existed, but no, no, uh, they wrote it, they created it after. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they yeah they did, and um, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, Krampus. Yep. Yes. You know, just showing the animation and uh, the kind of cell shaded, you know, stuff in there uh, at the beginning of the movie. And I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. 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 Whenever you can mix animation mixed with live action so seamlessly, it's beautiful. It is. And so I believe our first story in here, you know, we kind of get introduced to a lot of the characters. Um, I did not know Anna Paquin was in here. <laughs> so. Yeah. When she pop up, popped up, I was like, oh, wait, Brian Singer, Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, everybody from X-Men came over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We just did, <laughs> we just did a Halloween movie with a, with X-Men characters. And this was yeah. a year after The Last Stand, too. So, oh, Well, he it? didn't do The Last Stand. <laughs> he didn't. It, Singer didn't do The Last Stand. And he did not do God. The Last Stand. That's also, why it sucked. <laughs> I was wondering when, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was wondering when, um, 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 well, I'm blanking on the vampire TV show. Do you know, oh, I think you meant the vampire character. Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, True Blood. When was True Blood? Uh, True Blood was way after this. Uh, way Anna this, Paquin, yeah. Anna Paquin was much younger in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, like, this is pro probably part of why they saw this and said, oh yeah, she can do scary sex. Yeah. <laughs> she can, uh, she can go in, do the vampire thing. She's done a werewolf. So why not? Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, right. But we <laughs> jump into our first um, story principle, which Lindsay, you brought up. This is ultra disturbing watching Mr. Wilkins murder this kid. Like this is so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And now it's um it's tough because on one hand you can't help but think. But did this kid deserve it? Yeah, I mean he's pretty pretty he's kind of asking for it on some level. He's kind of like <laughs> smashing everybody's pumpkin. 
He's eating everybody's candy. Yeah. You know, he's clueless on every level. Nah. And yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh... Well, there's there's a part or, or just kind of an underlying theme uh, to this movie is that, like, everybody kind of deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, this, this is one of those things where it's like, so the the kid Charlie is, you know, a bigger kid. He's vandalizing jack-o'-lanterns and he's stealing candy, being yeah. greedy. And I guess in in uh, Sam's eyes, yeah, he's breaking the rules of, of Halloween. But Sam doesn't do it. Mr. Wilkins does it. And it's like, did he deserve it just for being a young kid and being a bit of a prankster? Like, Mr. Wilkins is kind of a fucked up human being. <laughs> and uh <laughs> This is this is where we start to tie things in immediately, like because we see the other group of kids that we get to with the bus story and they're looking for jack-o'-lanterns and they go, that's all you got. And they go, well, some jackass is vandalizing them. And you, immediately you're like, holy shit, this is all going to tie together like immediately. Yeah. Um, and then we get weird slapstick where Mr. Wilkins is trying to put the body down in the grave and it won't stop moving. <laughs> I know, but but it's it but that also serves as a, a beautiful thing because we revisit that exact same scene at the end of the movie, but but again flipped in the in the Flanagan way. Uh to the bus driver. To the to the bus driver's point of view. Uh and, yeah. um, and one thing that I thought was kind of cool was nothing was ever what you were expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Like that, and then um, facing with the kids screaming out the window, you just assume that it's some innocent child who has no idea what his dad's doing, and then you come to find out that he wants to carve the kid's head for a jack o' lantern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he also has the best line in the movie where Mr. Wilkins says, "Go inside, eat some candy, watch some Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's an asshole." <laughs> that literally made me laugh out loud watching the movie. <laughs> go inside, have go inside, have forty, just party. Yeah, yeah. yourself another forty and just party. Here's what. Here's a really th- great thing about this movie too. When that line happened, I was like, "Wait a minute, why would that kid say that?" I mean, all kids that age love Charlie Brown. Why would they call him an asshole? And then we learn exactly why. Because like, <laughs> right, like. Just when you think, oh, wait a minute, that's silly. That that's they twist it so you're like, oh yeah, yep. no, right, right, makes sense now. <laughs> and then when Mr. Wilkins is coming up behind his kid, you think he's gonna put the knife in in his kid. Did you guys get fooled? Uh, uh yeah, the first time, damn, of course, <laughs> yes. Because my jaw you. was on the floor, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like this is so dark. I know it was so dark, and you're like, "Wait a minute, are they really gonna go oh, there?" And then you're like, "Oh, it's not that dark, that after all." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh no, they pulled it back. We're good. We're good." They're just We're having good. a bonding experience, and the kid and Mister <laughs> Wilkins are like, "Dad, you said you'd help me with the eyes," and we see that uh, the pumpkin that they're gonna carve is uh, Charlie, the overweight kid's uh, head. Oh. <laughs> uh... Poor so Charlie. poor Charlie. He really he probably is the most innocent one in the movie. Him and the and the <laughs> wife at the beginning. 
right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the first, I'm going to keep bringing up this moment, must be Bib. The yes. voice character, is she in the most interesting one or is Charlie the I know. We, we really, we really don't know. Yeah. One, one blew out a candle and one just smashed some pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's tough. It's tough. It's Which it's it, hard to tell. Yeah. It was weirdly comedic with Charlie when he dies because you think that I thought that maybe he just got like given something that makes him vomit <laughs> because yeah, yeah. the vomiting just went on for so long. And even Mr. Wilkins, knowing what he did, is like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is her point. Uh, yeah uh, god uh, now so so this movie is obviously then a really great movie to rewatch over and over and over which is mm-hmm. part of the brilliant because you keep seeing things that you miss there's when we get to the next story or one of the upcoming stories Lindsay was on every single you know <laughs> tell that you know and I, that i had missed the first time but the one thing that I still don't feel like I, I grabbed onto was the candy. So the so Mr. Wilkins, he is he is both poisoning and and shoving razor blades into candy, right? Because we see this shot of his <laughs> of his work table, right? And it's filled with <laughs> yeah. things. So I don't know, Kevin. Maybe he both he definitely ate. A, a razor blade. I'm mm-hmm. sure that he. But then was it? Was it also? Well, I I think he did because he says, "Well, here's the other rule about Halloween: you need to check your candy. Check your candy. <laughs> yeah, we uh, so I, I, and we can all relate to that, right? We all went through getting our candy checked on Halloween. <laughs> even even if it doesn't like maybe my like checked, my mom checked all mm-hmm. of my candy. Oh yeah, so yeah. I don't have any. Problems. <laughs> yeah sorry what were you gonna say it, even if it doesn't necessarily kind of rope into the story or or kind of pull anything uh you know pertinent to the story like it's just that halloween thing that it's you've been told that like every time for years and years and years check your candy there's razor blades in the apples or you know, there's, you know, poison in the candy. You're going to die if you don't get your candy checked. So it's just kind of one of those, like, a Halloween kind of tropes. Yeah, you it know? is. Like, yeah, so even if it really doesn't, it, like, kind of pull in or or really add anything to the story, it's just kind of one of those Halloween things that, you know, your parents were always like, hey, you know, there's razor blades in your candy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so that's our first story. And we, again, we kind of follow different characters around. They kind of bob and weave in and out of various stories, which again, you're going to just pick up on little things. Like you said, Matt and Lindsay, every time you watch it, you're going to pick up on new things. You're like, oh shit, that character was there. Um, And when we jump into the second story, which is the Halloween school bus massacre, um, I honestly didn't know where the story was going to go. I assumed that there was a prank in there somewhere. But then mm-hmm. when when they when the kids go down into the rock quarry and they don't come back up, I was like, oh, they just got slaughtered <laughs> like immediately. Um, yeah. Which has one of my favorite shots in the movie where the two kids go down the dumbwaiter 
and you just see the pumpkins walking around in the mist and then they slowly go out one by one. I thought that was really cool. That really was. That really was. I I do have to I do have to admit that the level of those teens like costume design and theatrical <laughs> timing was magnificent. Right. This oh, took yeah. months and months to put together. <laughs> Damn, they brought the noise. <laughs> they brought the heat, son. <laughs> Suddenly uh, they had these incredible costumes and they had the, like the timing of that, that scene that you're talking about. I wasn't clear and if that was the reality mm-hmm. or if that was the um, illusion from the scuba. Interesting. Yeah, because the scuba could have been poking out like that, right? And or what did, um, what was her name actually? Hel- not Helen. What was her name, uh, Kevin? The, the, the... She has a name now. I know she has. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The one that my lives? Name guy. The the victim. The victim. Um, uh, Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah. So, is it? Yeah. Is it? Are they so good at what they're doing, or is it partly Rhonda, or is it the ghosts also? Like, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, it it brings you it brings you to a point where you're kind of questioning it. Like you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously they're like kind of pranking them, but at the same time, is there a part of it that's real or not, or what's going on? And then it's very, very real, and then it's yeah, terrible. yes, exactly. <laughs> and... Oh, but that, that 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 the whole bus scene was so good. The whole it was. Um, yeah. I mean. So many times in this movie, they just, he just like resets everything, all this, all the style, like, and he, and he nails it. And it, that one scene, like in the bus with those kids, uh, uh, those problematic children and their masks, they're so unrealistic and 10 times more terrifying. Yeah. But, I, I like you can't like that last kid with he just has like looks like <laughs> out a picture of teeth and put it on a mask. It's ten times more horrifying than any. Yeah, yeah. I so, felt really bad for these kids, man. Like again, going back to that that ambiguity of the innocence because they never really tell you. They say problematic children, but yeah. they never tell you that they did anything wrong. They're like Lindsay, you said it. They're like special needs children. And these parents are awful for even considering this. So like when this is about to go down, I'm like, this is so heartbreaking to see. And obviously the switch is that the kids take control of the bus and it goes over the rock quarry, Um, Mm -hmm. but they all fall to their death. And we see that the bus driver lives, which goes to a story later. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, these kids are are still uh, still hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> down in the rock quarry and uh yeah. they're gonna give the bully kids uh what they what they have coming to them <laughs> yeah they seem to be having a good time they they they're killing and, and and as as they're tearing the teenagers apart so i mean good good on them which the one girl that was dressed <laughs> as like an angel or whatever was like the meanest girl in the whole group too oh yeah <laughs> that's another example of how they bait and switch they switch yeah. the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. 
those chocolatinas seem so sweet. You know, my, my Chinese don't eat yunga stuff. Yeah. And then they turn out to be these horrible little assholes. Yeah, you know? I mean, that, that prank is so intense. <laughs> And I don't really know what the outcome they wanted. It's like, are they individually going to take the the lost, the unpopular kids of this tiny town and go on this cliff and make them go down an elevator and then scare the living shit out of them? Like, what is the end result there? What are they going Jen. to do? <laughs> Just, what are, yeah, like, what are they? What are they shooting for? Yeah, and. Well, emotional and physical trauma is what they're going for, I guess. Well, they did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, like this is like, like Lindsay said, like there's a lot of bait and switch, in here, um, between all the stories. There's a ton of the bait and switch stuff, um, and then uh, fun little facts, uh, the. The girl that takes him down uh, the elevator uh, to the quarry, uh, she's uh, the daughter in uh, Dead Like Me. I don't know if anybody watched Dead Like Me, but um, that's who she is. Um, I, I haven't seen Dead Like Me. I've heard great things about Dead Like Me. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, yeah, it's great too. Is that the one with the poster where she has the bubble gum? Is that the one what, Linz? With the bubble gum on the poster? Like if she's actually dead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's a she's a grim reaper blowing the bubble gum. Yep. Cool. You got it. There she is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I need yeah. to watch. Great show. Great show. But anyways, uh, um, but yeah. So yeah, there is a lot of like bait and switch stuff in in you know this movie um, with each and every you know, different story. Yeah. And uh, I mean, going back to that ambiguous, you know, did they deserve it? Did they not deserve it? We do have one character in that group of bullies, Schrader, who uh, like feels remorseful for it and is trying to console Rhonda. And she says, fuck you, man. (laughs) Like, I'm leaving you to the kids. (laughs) Really does. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, damn. And then yeah. she meets she meets Sam and uh, Sam's just strolling along and they just exchange nods like you would, you know, wishing someone a good day and they go about their business. <laughs> so so here's one thing I did not understand. When we first meet Rhonda and we meet and we go to her home and, and the, the rest of the kids are collecting these pumpkins, these jack-o'-lanterns, and they're taking them, you know, to the to the cliff. We were talking about this last night. Her yard is filled with them so is another bond that she and sam have uh that she is just so creative and that is her jam is to decorate her entire yard with jack-o'-lanterns because then sam later on in the movie kind of does the same thing to mr Krebs or whatever his name was brian cox. <laughs> yeah brian cox like like so identical in the, in the way shape and form so what what do you what do you all think the relationship there is so the way that i always kind of took it was mm-hmm. the fact that with so many of those jack-o'-lanterns like in the yard and everything kind of like it was like 
I've got so many here that I can kind of fuck up and Sam will still leave me alone. You know, uh-huh. like, like, so like the jack-o'-lanterns are kind of like a, a, something to keep Sam away or to keep Sam from, you know, really getting at them. And so if yeah. I've got 20 of them and, you know, five get broken, okay, I still have 15 more. And as long as I have these, so I saw them as kind of like a, a totem to like for protection. That's the way that I took it. For sure. But so, so why, why at the end for Mr. Krieg, why does Sam in that one shot, does he decorate Mr. Krieg's house? So I don't have time. Yeah. I almost felt like from my perspective that the jack-o'-lanterns, weren't really like a like a shield or anything in that way i almost felt like so sam is all about like you must abide by the rules of halloween and earlier on our opening kill with that wife she's blowing out jack-o'-lanterns and charlie is destroying jack-o'-lanterns so i feel like mr uh brian cox's character later is like oh shit i've had an encounter with sam where he's tried to murder me and now I'm celebrating Halloween and doing what I'm supposed to. I'm handing out candy. I might be scary and old, but I'm handing out candy and living the Halloween spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that might be why Rhonda isn't bothered by Sam, because she celebrates Halloween anyway before the prank even happens. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. So you're saying that that filling Krieg's house with jack-o'-lanterns is Sam's way of saying... You can rest easy, buddy. But of course, we know. Yeah, that. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost like almost like the uh, the Krampus scenario where it's like I'm gonna be watching over you type thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, cool. That's how I took it. But I love that visual of like forty pumpkins on <laughs> on all of their houses. That looks so cool. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> um. And- hey, this time. Yeah. Think about how we got this pumpkin. <laughs> You so funny side tangent. Um, Jason, I think I told you this maybe two or three years ago. Your girls came over and we were carving pumpkins at my house, decorating our house, <laughs> and we were scooping the pumpkin guts out. And I got a grip on like a really big, like clump of some at the bottom. And I took the spoon and like a shovel, I was trying to dig it out, and I pushed too hard, and the goo just went Phew! and it hit Desi in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so like i accidentally flinged pumpkin guts at your daughter i'm sorry <laughs> well knowing knowing desi she would have opened her mouth and probably just tried to eat it anyway so. thank goodness she didn't do that but she was cracking up <laughs> but i just remember that story with carving pumpkin because it does take a lot of strength to be able to do um but from here we go to honestly what I think is my favorite of the four stories. I'll just put that out there and I do want to ask everybody what their favorite of the story is, but surprise party with Anna Paquin and her werewolf friends. I think this is my favorite story and reveal. I'm a sucker for werewolves in any horror movie. Favorite horror creature right here. And I love that we start off where they're buying their costumes and they're trying to buy something sexy to lure some some dates in and there was a, a good laugh where some kid is spying on them and the the woman working the store is like, ladies, remember there are children in here. Yeah. And <laughs> again, no this, this direct, 
Yeah. Well, like I was going to say, sorry, Matt. Um, I was going to say, I knew your favorite uh, Bucky would be the werewolf story because yep. you're a werewolf sucker. Uh, yeah. But yeah. But not for Brotherhood um, of the Wolf. Oh, suck it. <laughs> but that kid, that kid that is spying on them is the kid, the same kid that they used to play Sam, Sam someone. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they gave him a, a a chance to be, you know, his to show his real face. Otherwise, he was in under that. that oh, that's so me. I know. So adorable. And he's still, and he's still yeah. watching over people. And he's still watching. <laughs> <laughs> Just in a different way. In a different um, way, yeah. But yeah. I, I love this misdirect where we think that they're making fun of Anna Paquin for being a virgin at 22. And mm-hmm. they slowly give you hints as to what's going on. And I didn't get it. I knew there were werewolves in the movie somewhere, but yeah. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know where they were coming in. So this actually caught me off guard when the reveal happens. Um, and I loved it. I love that there's little nods like one of her friends when they're trying to get Anna Paquin to come out of her dressing room. They're like, then we'll huff and we'll puff to get her out. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. And then they show that. And I'm like, what? Oh, dude. We Lindsay noticed all of them. One of them is a, was basically Bo Peep. One of them is a. To be fair, I only noticed that because I knew. Right. But yeah. If you see it twice, that's one of the reasons to see this movie again, because. Yeah. They are, they, they hit it so hard that you can't even believe that you don't catch it the first time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was curious to know if you guys noticed it. Mm-hmm. No, okay. just uh, like a couple of things, yeah. Uh, but they, I mean, it's it's endless. It's amazing. It's like so funny. It's it's a real treat because they, 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 they go real far. They meet Tomlin's bank. Yep. Oh, there we go again. Here we go. <laughs> Yay, we're back. Sorry, guys. Usually it only does that when I'm talking, but now it just decided to do it while Lindsay was talking. So sorry, Lindsay. What were you saying? We were talking about the werewolves and. You were talking about they make some sort of comments. Oh yeah, we were we were just saying that that it 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 starts almost immediately and it's just it goes so hard. Every little wolf reference, the Pope Peep and the wolves and the and the things that they say in in the line where they're seducing. Why they say some stuff? Can't remember. It's my first time. I wanted to be special. Um, mom always sent me with the wrong type of dinner. Oh yeah, so obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. What were you saying, well, Jason? Um, I I was just saying that I I remembered uh it at least the Red Riding Hood part. Like I should have picked up on that. Um, mm. I didn't notice the Bo Peep thing. Uh, I should have because I've seen this movie so many times. Um, but even when they go out into the woods and everything, like for this kind of ritual or their like bonfire or whatever, I thought it was going to be like a, a witch yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was going to be like some witch ritual, and they were going to sacrifice somebody, you know, that kind of thing. And then no, it took a completely different turn. Yep. Than what I thought it was going to be. Well, because they also give you like 
a little side story and you're like, why do we keep cutting back to this this weird vampire guy that that bit a girl in the back alley of the party? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and they show you later that it's Mr. Wilkins just being a creep, <laughs> you know, so you're... just being a, a shitty, weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> and a weird guy. What did y'all think about it? I, I would say that if there's one thing that we could. um that we were not that we were like, hmm, I don't know about that. We kind of wish that that w- wasn't Mr. Wilkins because he had his own thing and it was so like locked in. But the, the idea of him leaving his son with a head, cutting out eyeballs <laughs> and then dressing up and then biting women. And it's just like, do you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. could he? Why did he have to? Why did he get all the fun? Couldn't there have been another dude that's random? And I almost yeah. feel like it actually was a almost a full circle thing in in Dougherty's writing. In that this dude, this again goes back to like the ambiguous innocence of the murder of Charlie, where Charlie's just being a prankster. Mister Wilkins is actually like a bad dude, and so he's got to get his come up. It. So what happens to him? He gets torn apart by a werewolf. I yeah, so he has to get punished, right? So that, otherwise- so that felt pretty because he's not following the rules of Halloween either. You know, he's mm-hmm. killing killing children, <laughs> <laughs> which I which I'm gonna assume is against the rules of Halloween. I think that's frowned upon, right? Probably too. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I always um, I always thought that was one of the rules of Halloween is to kill children. No, but. that's only babysitters, Jason. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um but uh no i i actually thought that was very satisfying watching mr wilkins get uh get murdered by anna paquin as a werewolf and this to me is one of the best werewolf transformation sequences i have ever seen i mean that's that's because of the tits that's that's i mean that (laughs) (laughs) i mean those are there those are there but uh no them like yeah. Oh. No. no, it is really cool. <laughs> them, them, like literally ripping their skin off yeah. and just shedding everything is so cool. Well, I yeah, like the skin peeling off. Yes, yeah. at first, it's really it is actually very very cool because at first you know this whole thing you're like oh yeah the 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 girls at Halloween that always wear the sexy blank the sexy nurse the sexy. The Red Riding Hood, blah blah blah. Well, and let's 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 not just say sexy. Let's say slutty because <laughs> that's what it's like. Slutty nurse, slutty slutty uh, nun, slutty whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Jason, stop giving away my costume ideas for this year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to dislike them. You're 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 supposed to, uh, and so at that moment. It's pretty fun because they're they're vapid, they're unpleasant, they're you know they're not the good guys necessarily, except for Anna Paquin. Mm-hmm. You think, but then you're right. Like at the first, you're like it's all this like gyrating, and then <laughs> and then like you know breasts out. <laughs> it's like ooh, ooh that's hot oh god and then they're ripping that <laughs> My, for context for everybody listening this moment with that matt's uh, describing is 10 times better because he's doing the hand motions while he's talking about it 
Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I see. So this is like, you know, this is suddenly become porkies or whatever. And then it's like, right. okay, now they're ripping their skin off and they're casting aside these like skin boots. Because <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah, there's blood chance, yeah. Made of skin. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, are boobs made of anything other than skin or well, <laughs> skin and fat, probably. It's <laughs> 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 yeah, a podcast, I guess. It's the most thing that would actually happen if a human being was to transform into a robot. Sure. Then the skin will come off like that. Well, that's that's what they keep seeing. That just be yourself. Just be the real you. Just be yourself. Be, and it's like, oh yeah, because and and you, Kevin, you probably know this better because I don't I don't know a, a ton of werewolf lore, but he's never seen werewolf cop. I've never seen werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> wolf cop. <laughs> wolf cop. I've seen wolf cop. But no, but. Typically, what the, the idea is, you're a human being that gets bit, lycanthropy, and then you go from human to wolf creature. Like, you grow fur, you transform, but no, 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 no. No, they're tearing off, and underneath is the real them. That's yeah. cool. It's about what's on the inside. What's on the inside. <laughs> now, I... that was extremely uncomfortable i think <laughs> i love well to, so when Lindsay, when you were saying some when or matt you were about to say you hadn't seen much werewolf stuff and no, Lindsay no. started talking and i thought she was gonna say you had never seen like something like american werewolf in london or like the howling or some like <laughs> real classic werewolf movie but nope she goes with wolf cop <laughs> wolf cop <laughs> yeah i mean that's obviously beautiful Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say that we actually haven't watched that yet. So you'll have to pick that for the show, Lindsay, so that we can see it for the first time. I'm 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 telling Matt right now we don't need him anymore. Lindsay is our spirit animal. <laughs> yes. I told you. I told you when we first talked about that. Like, I love that she's your horror your horror uh curator, Matt. That's awesome. Oh hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> um, I might be overstating how good Rebel Cop <laughs> I do like, know. Sounds like yeah. you are getting what you pay for. Yeah. Enough. Yep. I do know that he transforms while taking a piss in a bar. That's all I know about Wolf Cop. <laughs> <laughs> and that you see, you see his penis transform into a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> wolf cup yep. yeah we all we all love wolf penis don't we <laughs> <laughs> that that is jason's favorite fetish yep yeah wolf, wolf penis, penis. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh they change it from if you google it on a certain website that begins with x it's probably wolf cock instead of wolf cop but <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> um, well i'm i'm actually a little surprised because uh bucky your your favorite uh werewolf transition is american werewolf um which i would still argue is is probably the best uh yeah. but this one is, is really good yeah no that it's tough man because there's such it's like matt said there's such different transformations werewolf in london is him transforming outwards and then in this one it's them literally just tearing themselves apart um 
And I think that's well, a we, cool way to do it. Well, and we talked about, um, of course, on our Van Helsing episode. <laughs> I knew you which, were going to say that. <laughs> which I will apologize to all of our fans about. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, that was one of the, the few kind of cool things uh, is when he's kind of going up the wall and tearing his skin off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the wolf is coming out as he's tearing yeah. his skin off. And it's kind of kind of the same thing, uh, kind of similar. What is the movie we just we just watched a werewolf movie uh, that we really liked, but now I can't. How many? Sammy. It's I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's a boy's name. It's on. It's not Sammy. What is it? Are you talking about the one with that um actor that you like so much that narrows it down? No, 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 no. It's 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 the British one, and he's blonde, and he's like a punk, and he gets he 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 wants to build a house for his girlfriend yeah so good oh, oh twilight no <laughs> <laughs> no jason i'm gonna twilight we're trying real hard to never see it but you uh, <laughs> do yourself a favor and don't yeah. <laughs> it's a shutter movie it's new it's a it's about this british punk and he gets bit and that is a horrific transformation they don't even show anything and it is gross and amazing no it's 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 such a good movie it is really interesting yeah love to uh look that up we watched a really good werewolf movie uh with our boys from reviewed to death another horror podcast they brought dog soldiers into our lives dog soldiers i've never seen dog soldiers uh-uh. it's, it's really good. really good um it's done by a guy who went on to direct a lot of um game of thrones episodes oh, wow there it so, is yeah hit the start of his career it is very very good wow good for him Checking out. We have to check out your package. <laughs> Dog soldier. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Teddy. Teddy is the name of the of the movie. Teddy. Teddy. Oh, I've I've never Teddy. heard of this one. I'll have to check it out. Go watch it. It's on Shutter. It's uh it's it's kind of indie, but it's okay. It's good. It's got, yeah. it's got one of the best posters. Yeah. That's why we watched it. Yeah. It's a great poster. Can you show that to them? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can. I could probably share it, show okay. it real quick. Oh no, you probably screen share, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's it's disabled. Oh, on... hold on. I can fix that. Uh, it's all right. No, it's all right. I can fix that. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Screen share. Where is this option? I I don't know why it doesn't just save to. Oh, why doesn't letting it... people share? Advanced share options. Who can share all participants? There you go. Give it a try now. Oh, there we go. All right. So yeah, so this is Teddy. And it's this it's this kid. And see this cool, like oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun. It's simple and fun. But it's yeah, it's real gross sometimes. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's awesome. We love gross. So yeah. we do. <laughs> We'll have to check that out. Um, So, yep, the surprise party short is really great. 
let's meet yeah. Sam now, shall we? We've talked about the bus driver. Let's let's yes. talk about his rendezvous, the bus driver's rendezvous with Sam, shall we? Because uh, we Sam, got a little, Sam, Sam. we got a little clip of this earlier on. We saw Mr. Wilkins looking at uh, Brian Cox, the Krieg, the neighbor. And Krieg is screaming, help me, help me, help me, help me. And some shadow just like bulldozes him by the window, which was really scary, actually. Um, So Sam's going to come get Krieg, who is revealed to be the bus driver from the bus driver massacre where the bus went off the cliff. And this is literally just like 20 minutes of Sam and Krieg going at it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And arguably, I I would say like my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm glad that it's the like kind of the last or the ending, you know, episode or the little ending scene is the two of them going at it. Uh, because it is this um typical kind of like Halloween or Friday Thirteenth kind of slasher kind of deal where. Uh, he's walking through the house and he's just hearing strange noises. He's trying to, you know, make his way through, you know, whatever. And all you have is just little Sam with his sucker <laughs> and he's yeah. going to fuck somebody up. And yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It is amazing. It is amazing. And I mean, the, um, when Sam takes off the reveal, like he takes off the, um, the, um, what's the man? The, um, Brother. Takes Brother. Out the hood. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. scary. It's scary. Yeah. That's a scary face right there. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. And, and it's practical effects. Practical effects. No CGI. Yeah. And yeah. The pumpkin we have, we have We have talked so much about how much we love practical effects. Yes. Like uh, you just CGI. You we are. You can't get better it, than them, man. CGI, if you put CGI in where it needs to be, okay. But there is nothing better than practical effects. And uh, we did a whole episode on practical effects versus CGI. And of course, I've talked on the show that one of my favorite movies is The Thing with Kurt wow. Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, all of that is practical and how wonderful it looks. But yes. Once, once he takes that that hood off or that burlap sack off, and you yes. see his face, and he's just like the little, uh, <laughs> you know, jack o' lantern <laughs> head on on a little kid's yep. body. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. It's great. And I mean, speaking of practical effects, Lindsay brought up a perfect example of practical effects. Those Nightmare on Elm Street movies—they have some of the best practical effects in the horror genre, I think. Part three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about part three. Part right? three is number one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Three more yes and a half. Right. Yeah. Part four has a really good practical effect moment as well with the cockroach death where Debbie melts into a cockroach. Oh, I can't even eat pizza anymore after watching that. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. I do. Well, being with the thing, apparently Michael Darty uh loved the thing and that hand, his hand crawling around is a is an homage. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, the thing is amazing. I mean, the thing, the movie. Yeah. And then there's the thing and the Adam's and the thing. You're right. Oh, that <laughs> that is weird. But no, yeah, it's just practical effects and 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 not using, <laughs> not using G- CGI. Yep. What's your favorite practical effects in a movie? Ooh. Jason, do you want to start with that? I got to think on this one. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I went. Your different. your favorite practical <laughs> effects in a movie? Uh, it's it's, it's still got to be the thing. Um, especially the scene where the they go to hit him with the paddles and his chest opens up and it's like just like this huge chest full of teeth and his arms get ripped off and then like right afterwards uh you know the head falls off and then the head goes to the ground and grows the uh, grows the feet and then you know grows the eyeballs and then goes you know crawling around like the thing practical effects wise it's so gooey and gross and wonderful and (laughs) i I just can't i can't talk about enough about it yeah for me oh this is really really hard but i think i gotta go with two one we've already talked about which would be american werewolf in london just that that transformation is stunning to this day 42 years later um and then also i gotta go with uh you know kind of the doing the best with the practical effects that you have which would be uh that original evil dead Mm. yeah you know those original deadites i love the way they look and like as much as i enjoy the newer evil dead movies i always gravitate towards that the way the deadites looked in the first one yeah yeah well the the other thing that i'll say which is not like a specific one but anything that tom savini does mm-hmm. uh tom savini is a freaking genius so like pretty much every movie that he works on it, it, his effects are just absolutely amazing <laughs> can you remind me who he is i'm not i don't recognize that name oh shame on me um, he's a, a very notable practical effects specialist in the horror genre. He's literally worked on a lot of Friday the 13th. He worked on some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He act, he acts as well. He was in From Dust Till Dawn. Um, he's worked on Child's Play, I think. He's worked on so many horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay, have you ever seen, I'm sure you've seen From Dust Till Dawn, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> sex machine that has the uh, the dick for a gun. Yeah. That's that's actually Tom Savini. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, he he's done a ton of work uh, on. I mean, if you look up practical effects or if you look up any horror movie, probably last thirty years, you'll see his name. Yeah. yeah. And I would say my, and I actually told him this, uh, me and my mom got to meet him at a con last year. And I told him that my favorite practical effects that he's done is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two, where he did the grandpa and like 
all of the gore stuff for that movie. It's amazing. <laughs> was, he, was he happy to hear that? Yeah, he. I had heard on podcasts that like he won't talk about special effects with people is what I heard. But then I forgot about it and I just went up to him and was like, hey, man, like I, I really enjoy your work with practical effects. I love your work on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. And he goes, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, you know, so uh, oh. he was a sweetheart. I love it. I love um, it. Little but, uh, bit, little bit of a side tangent as we're talking about uh, celebrities too. Um, at our, <laughs> at our convention uh, that we went to a couple weeks ago, uh, I got to meet, uh, I got to meet uh, Michael Myers from the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Tyler Maine. Uh, Tyler Maine. Yep, and he also played Sabretooth in the original X Men um and so i walked up to him because everybody was there to talk to him about michael myers and everything and i walked up to him and i was like hey just so you know leave schreiber could suck a dick um <laughs> and it it took him a second and he was like wait what and then i was like it, 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 and then he started laughing. I was like, "Yeah, you're the best." Well, Jason, here. Jason, anyway. you have to tell the precursor to that, where you had a dream the night before that you told Tyler Maine that, and then I was like, "Well, you got to say it to him in person." So you walked up and you're like, "I had a dream about you." And Tyler Maine looks over at me and my mom and goes, "Do I even want to hear this?" <laughs> it was beautiful. And then I yeah, said, "Now hey. it's like it wasn't that time of it wasn't that type of dream." And I said, "But um, if it but... was, it is a compliment." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, anyway, practical <laughs> effects, man. Like Sam Lindsay, like you said, when when Sam's mask comes off, I love the look of Sam as this skull mixed with like a pumpkin mixed uh, with a head. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a movie, the creature from a movie that we did on the show. Um, have you guys seen Pumpkinhead? That's, yes. That's a, yeah. Have I seen it? I don't know if I've seen it. You've seen Pumpkin. Okay. I'll have to look it up. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the epitome of teenagers traveling somewhere. They go to a gas station. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. It's head. the only movie directed by Stan Winston, the guy that made the alien in Alien and Aliens. Um, and he made the creature Pumpkinhead, and Pumpkinhead actually kind of looks like one of the xenomorphs. <laughs> but uh, so he yeah. direct he was a creature feature guy, and he actually this was his only directorial movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he's a very was a very very talented man for sure. Wow. Um, but Sam's head kind of looks like a mini version of Pumpkinhead, which I thought was funny. <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. Yep um but yeah i mean that's so now that we've talked about the full the four stories before we go into the conclusion uh my favorite story is the werewolves with surprise party jason's is sam with the final battle with krieg and sam matt Lindsay, what are your favorite what are each of your favorite stories in trick or treat oh. ah Now you guys have to watch me think for five minutes. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I'm going to say that the entire 
train car was my favorite, but that one bus yeah. scene was my favorite. The lore of that one. Oh, man. I mean, it's so dark. Mm -hmm. It is. And the dread that builds up throughout the whole scene, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say the same. Yeah, it's just the the lore of that, and and a little bit the comeuppance of of Rhonda, the 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 fact that she ends up winning and 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 getting away and stuff. Matt was good. Matt was good in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I would have been Rhonda. They they would have taken me to the cliffs and then down a dark elevator and then scared the shit out of me. Um, Matt was the hall monitor in his junior high school. So... Uh, yeah. I was a nerd. You <laughs> <laughs> were the hall monitor. I didn't know that. <laughs> cool. That's all good, man. I was, I was, a, I was a band geek in in school, so I, I was, I was not cool either. So, <laughs> if there was anything that was like attached to nerddom, I signed up for it. Unfortunately. <laughs> Jason, you were a you were a drama kid, right? Yeah, yeah, I was a drama kid. Worked um, on some some uh, some effects and sets. Yep, yep. I actually uh, built uh, a smog dragon uh, when we did the Hobbit, um, right. and uh, I was the lead in Our Town um, yeah. with my girlfriend at the time, and we made out at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, and did you deliver no, yeah, your yeah, lines was... with did you deliver your lines with as much passion as my brother sean did when he was the the mayor of munchkinland for wizard of oz probably <laughs> <laughs> see we were we were all uh we all like we're doing things that were just fun for us back then that's the way to do it so go Rhonda. um oh, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, as we wrap it up with Trick or Treat, I mean, we kind of get, you know, shots of all the characters kind of converging. We see Anna Paquin and her friends driving along. We see Krieg recovering from his battle with Sam and, you know, giving out candy and celebrating Halloween. Um, mm -hmm. And we see Sam, you know, seeing the husband and wife from the beginning, and he's going to do his thing and start it all over again. Beautiful. It's really cool. Yeah. That's Trick or Treat. There's, it is. It's a fantastic movie. It is. There's even um you guys talking about the bus scene or or the bus scene. And, oh, and we're back. <laughs> here we go. He's oh, back. Jeez. We're he all good. Like God, lo God loves Zoom. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> uh, what, what were you saying just a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I was just saying that there was uh, just kind of an exact rip uh, from Stranger Things uh, that came from Trick or Treat. It was almost the exact same kind of story or whatever. Uh, oh, of well, the bus what scene. was it? Uh, it again, um, it was like season four, which I know you haven't watched yet, uh, but it was it was pretty much the same bus scene or, or very close to it. Uh, from trick or treat, so mm -hmm. inspired. Yep, that was it. <laughs> yes, That's inspired awesome. by. Inspired <laughs> by, indubitably. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's trick or treat. Um, and man, what a fun movie and just such a great pick for October. Um, 
Matt and Lindsay, any closing thoughts on Trick or Treat that you want to leave our audience with? Yeah, go watch it. Go if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's I mean, it really is one you can rewatch. It's one that you can watch every year. It's it's it's, it's pretty um universal. And I feel like almost anybody uh-huh. can watch it. Yeah. Would you agree? Would you disagree with that? No, I I absolutely think that like it's kind of like the quintessential like Halloween movie. Like, Uh I I mean, if you're going to watch something for Halloween and and even the title Trick or Treat, I mean, like if you're going to watch a movie for Halloween or something that you like around this time of year, like what better movie? It's it's so perfect. It has a couple of different stories in there. Uh, they're all intertwined. Post. Yeah. I love that one too. That's the host, and then there's host. okay. Gotcha. We're talking about how bad Zoom is, and there was a movie <laughs> that came out that came out during the pandemic. It might have been. Oh, yeah. It was a movie we saw it's called host yeah it was and it like was... a bunch of people doing like a seance over zoom or something right yeah was it a seance seance over zoom yeah they were doing some sort of um they were doing like a fun let's do some spooky yeah. get together kind of thing on zoom everybody yeah <laughs> Maybe that could everybody expect it yeah um, you've seen it? Or no, uh, no I saw a good chunk of it at my friend's house at the time, but we didn't finish it, so I don't know how it ends. But it was super, super creepy. It's good. It's it's. Yeah. It, I mean, that was uh, that was one of the only times I've been scared. Never mind. We will but we I will can... watch that while on Zoom one of these days. That <laughs> <laughs> that'll be beautiful. Um, but yeah, so that's trick or treat. So go watch it and have yourself a good old time in October. Um, Matt, Lindsay, it has been an absolute pleasure having you both on. This has been so fun. I want to throw it to Jason because I know that we definitely want to plug all the amazing thing, all the amazing things you guys work on. So I want to throw it to Jason to ask you all some questions and just kind of talk a little bit more about what y'all do outside of the podcast. So Jason, take it away. Hi, Jason. Well, you're uh, hi. How are you? (laughs) How are things going? Good. Uh, Should I give y'all a minute? Should I leave the room? Like, <laughs> what if the whole thing started over? Well, uh, well only only if Lindsay please too. Yeah, me, me and um, Lindsay will we will leave and just like give y'all like twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, but like I talked about kind of briefly at the beginning of the episode. Um, been a big fan of Matt's, and Matt's an amazing musician. Uh, and his band Jump Little Children. Uh, later, we just shortened it to Jump, mm-hmm. just to make it cool, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for thanks for uh, you know publicly saying that because people <laughs> believe us when we said no. Everybody calls us Jump. So. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was after a few years. Everybody just said, you know, it was. Nobody mm-hmm. said Jump Little Children. It was just Jump. Um. So <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but no, Matt's Matt's a great uh, musician. Always been a big fan of his, and very lucky to be his friend, and and glad that we can talk, and glad that you could be on the show. Fifteen, dude. Since you were <laughs> what? I know, I know. I was. How old are you? Sitting. Now? How old are the little ones now? Um, the little ones are eight. 
Eight. Okay. All right. But yep. That's pretty close. I'm, to that's pretty close. I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, you are. Oh, yeah. oh my God. No, but I was, uh, I was, I was always like in the front row uh, since I was 13. I shouldn't have even been allowed in the clubs mm-hmm. uh, that I was going to watch them play at, but uh, because my brother did a lot of work for them and, and knew a lot of the club owners, they would let me in, um, you know, to go see them. You were uh, so you were just so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> they they couldn't they couldn't resist letting me in, right? Um, <laughs> and you, yeah, yeah. Always, brother always had the magic, the magic tongue, the silver tongue. No doors were closed to the diamonds. You're all, <laughs> you know, just to like. Just the gift of of of, of just no. Give you a couple more questions if, if he would like to because he's just started recently. You know, listening to the jump stuff and and he's a musician as well. He plays that a lot, and I'm sure he's probably got some <laughs> some questions for you that uh, you might enjoy. So, <laughs> sorry guys, my Can't go to town. My, uh my zoom decided to like la- not drop the call but lag and then like speed run through everything that was just said so matt was like <laughs> um so you were you were speaking klingon i guess for a second there um mm-hmm. no i just uh like jason said you know thank god for him he uh he had told me about jump little children for many 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 years <laughs> um his old car definitely had a sticker, like a bumper sticker on the back. And he would tell me about the the band all the time. And only recent. So something you should know about me is that I always love finding new stuff, new music, new movies and stuff. But I have a really bad habit of saying of taking in what people recommend for me and then like just forgetting to check it out. <laughs> so yeah. that's what happened with Jump for a long time. Unfortunately, shame on me for sure. Um so finally this year when we started talking with you guys about, you know, putting this whole thing together and doing this big um episode is when I finally was like, okay, I would definitely want to familiarize myself with Jump's work. So I started listening to it and then was just hooked immediately and I've actually gone out to like Tommy Connons downtown and uh Stone's Throw Tavern in uh, West Ashley and have covered uh, the song Mexico when I go to open mics. <laughs> um, oh my God. That's my amazing. God. Yeah. So uh, the early band, the early, early band, the unrecorded early band used to play Tommy Condit's. Yep. <laughs> uh, Irish music though. Only Irish music. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, but yeah, no. So I have really been enjoying, you know, kind of going through the whole journey because I'm a bit of a completionist. So like when I get into a new band, I'm like, let's go back to the beginning. So Jason, you know, told me to start at the beginning with an, with the early demo and then, you know, work my way up. So I've been doing that and have really been enjoying it. But specifically with with you, Matt, I know that you do a lot of instruments or, you know, have done a lot of instruments for jump. And you mentioned Irish music, and that's what I think of a lot when hearing like an accordion or or a harmonica or something like that. So what music were you specifically inspired by, like growing up that made you want to pick up those instruments? Well, it's funny. I I mean, I I, my dad really did love Irish music. And I think randomly because he was almost entirely a classical music lover, like listener. He was 
it was pretty much and and specifically baroque so that would be bach and and handel and and telemann and 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 these these like early you know baroque composers but he had a ton of chieftains albums uh the chieftains being like kind of the band the irish band that brought irish music to the world right uh and then when i was eight years old uh the same age of uh of jason's children (laughs) (laughs) uh a a a enormous family uh moved from dublin to uh to winston-salem north carolina directly across the street from evan and me and they were irish and uh christopher pollen they were the pollens and christopher uh became a childhood friend and and then he got into uh you know playing guitar he was a classic guitarist at the school of the arts in winston-salem and we, we were just pals and and so he was trying to get back to his roots while we were in art school music school and he uh we were roommates at that point and he was just like let's <laughs> he was he was a punk he was a punk rocker uh, and and he he would say let's skip this exam and just play Irish music <laughs> so we did you know and uh yeah I we I basically quit quit art school <laughs> to be in a Irish music band and that's what Jump Little Children really was at the beginning it was it was like country blues and Irish music which is the weirdest kind of combination but we <laughs> we went all over the country uh festival. I mean really the same stuff that that y'all are doing now the same stuff that I'm doing now with with uh you know gaming and stuff just going to where the, the thing that you love is so for us it was Boston and and New York and then Ireland and uh you know wherever wherever it would be um so that was really the music that I listened to. I was very uncool. I did not listen to rock and roll when I, you know, when the band, the band originally was two different <clears throat> kind of slammed together. It was Christopher and me playing Irish music. And it was Jay Clifford and Ward Williams who were, they were in a band called the Sound Painters. And so slammed together turned into kind of what the earlier tapes and, and stuff sound like. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, you brought yeah, up- I re- I remember the the first time that I saw them. My brother was like, uh, "Hey, man, you, you got to come with me to see these guys." And I was like, "Okay, where are we going?" Um, on on this uh, bench over here, <laughs> <laughs> on this on the street because they're going to be busking on the on the stairs or whatever. But you got to hear this; it's great. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. That's the first time that I saw them and. And that early stuff is it's so good. Yeah, well, thanks. It's it's very raw. It's very raw. And I think if anybody that was, uh, you know, a legitimate, long-standing Irish music player would go, mm, okay, cool. But I mean, <laughs> wrote a lot of amazing songs in a style, which was I think both very cool. Uh, you know, just to explore his creative songwriting but also just you know kind of to learn a style because when we first knew jay a lot of his songs were uh very folk and very uh like uh um uh uh what's his name uh taylor uh, uh james, james taylor james taylor mm. very james <laughs> so 
Yeah, so he it, he kind of it took it gave him a new voice really even, which is yeah. cool. Well, yeah, cool and uh, what a what a place to look for inspiration. A couple years ago, uh, for my dad's birthday present, I went with him to go see James Taylor and Jackson Brown together, and yeah. hell of a show. Those two are incredible performers. And you were talking about so before I listened to Jump, when Jason would talk about it, it almost sounded like you guys were like a punk band and less, you know, folky the way he would describe it. Cause he's like, dude, these guys put on, you know, the, like the craziest shows, they're super high energy. And you go even to like Wikipedia for jump and it says known for energetic live performances. And I've, you know, watching live videos, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. These guys own the stage. So going from what you were listening to, which is those, you know, almost composers and classical music, who did you look to for for stage performances? What did you see that you're like, I want to give my all on stage? Yeah. And so that's that's much easier for me to to answer, because for me, being playing music even was about being on stage. Everything was about being on stage for me. So I did not have the encyclopedic knowledge of the Beatles and Zeppelin that Ward and Jay and and Johnny had. But I. And even Evan really knows more about music than I do. My <laughs> brother, but um, for me, it was like I knew what to do on stage. I knew, and so I mean, you name it, man. I I, I watched. Oh God, I mean, Bono was a was an was a massive influence. I watched the Zuropa tape, the tape of Zuropa, and wept at the end because. <laughs> No, when he, when he when he transforms into that Mephistopheles character at the very end, I was just like, "That's that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do." You know, that, <laughs> freaked me out. But like, even like G Love and the Special Sauce came through a lot, and 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 he was amazing. David Bowie, of course, uh, lots and lots of punk bands. You're right. We we did not sound like a punk band in yeah. any way. Form, but I wanted that I wanted to play that way I wanted to like I felt that way on stage um so anybody who had any 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 vague theatrical flair on stage I was just obsessed with uh and so I mean yeah you name it any yeah there's so many there's so, so many inspirations I, I, anybody that could kind of like own a room like that and and i mean bruce springsteen i mean there mm -hmm. there are people have it recently that my 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 new obsession my new is is ghost i mean uh oh, you're I, talking to the right guy bless America. oh I mean, my god i was literally just thinking about them in my head as you said that and you were talking about stage presence ghost is the jam like <laughs> he's got he's got it he's got he does it. And, you know, and, and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a newer fan of Ghost. Evan is an older fan. So like, you know, I love all the songs, but, but the, I, I know that earlier on they were, he was more like really playing the part of the, of the demure priest. And this, you know, Papa Four is a whole new, is a whole new jam. Papa Four is my jam. Like, yep. Uh, that is, <laughs> and, and the fact that he can go from that to this and they had this in him all the uh, just it yeah. just my when i got into ghost they were touring for the record before the current one which was uh pray when dance macabre blew up 
and uh, yeah. they were still doing the Cardinal Copia character on stage. And I felt like I was wow. watching like Freddie fucking Mercury on stage watching this band because this dude is, you know, bringing the sex appeal and is just being a total goofball on stage while just delivering these mind blowing performances. Um, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, nerds. I mean, like, you know, as as cool as Bowie was, as cool as um, but you know, any of the Papas are, uh, you know, as cool as Bono is, there you have to have that ability of goof. You have to have that ability to laugh yes. at yourself. You have to be self aware enough to know this. Okay, I'm standing in front of anywhere from 10 to 10,000 people. Uh, and that's ridiculous. That is yeah. just, just the, as a human being, it doesn't make sense. So you, if the best performance, I think, and I tried to, to hold on to this too, are like nerds. They're nerds about the, the theatrical element of it. They're nerds about like just building a character and, and living in a character. And so, yeah, that's, just all, all of that. Freddie Mercury, of course. Yeah, all, all of those dudes, all of those, and women, all of them, just like that. Yeah, that those are my those are my ins, in, in inspirations. Well, the the jump guys always the entire band like always put on again a super energetic show. That's why they had so many fans. That's why so many people love them, including myself. Um, and one of one of the things that I that I loved about Matt. <laughs> was he he did switch out like he would play harmonica he would play tin whistle he would play you know accordion whatever um but he would walk out on the stage with a literal toolbox <laughs> it was a toolbox yeah it's a great way and, to carry little shit <laughs> yeah and he would drop the toolbox on the stage open it up and all of his shit was in there and then yeah. he would just go to town um, and I just, I just always thought that that was just so, um, uh, funny and entertaining and just, it was just, it was just great to watch yeah. him do, do his yeah. thing. And I, um, that's really, um, inspiring to hear as well, Matt, because like, like you said, performing just the absurdity of like, I'm standing in front of a room full of five to 10 people or you're playing in front, you know, in your case, you're playing in front of thousands of people and just all eyes are on you. It's just like, what is happening? You're, But you're doing yeah. your thing and you're just having fun with it. But that's something I learned. Like, so I started playing open mics about six years ago. Um, and I used to take it like uber seriously. If I made one mistake, I was like the worst performance of my life. And nowadays, you know, especially after doing voice training, because when I used to sing, I just like yelled basically I didn't know how to sing and had to I blew out my voice in the middle of a show and had to learn how to sing and you know take vocal lessons and then nowadays doing it I can I mean I've, I've literally been playing at an Italian restaurant with like close quarters and I burped into the microphone while singing by accident <laughs> you know so and you just learn to like kind of let you it go to... and you just laugh about it and you keep going yeah I mean it is it, you know one one thing that people well i don't know whether they know this or not i've talked to people who are like what when i say things like it is a job it is a job you can love your job and you can do it 
you know, especially if you are trying to make it your full-time job, which we did, uh, and, and, and hence the busking, hence the playing on the streets. We just decided we are not going to have a day job of any kind. We are going to find a fucking way to make rent. And that meant going on the streets. You don't have to go that extreme. I'm definitely not recommending that, but <laughs> it is it is both really fun and and also a job. So you have like, does anybody take their full time day job at, seriously all the time? Hell no, <laughs> no, don't do that. You gotta have that like that sense of play and that sense of like whatever sense of separate exactly sense of separation too because it's like you are on stage this is a version of yourself what what version do you, are you going to give the the five to ten to ten thousand people tonight it could be different every night and that's what's so great about it so yeah, yeah. well me and jason are going to find that out uh very soon doing this because about a week from tonight we're doing our first ever live podcast event Hell yes! Where <laughs> we're gonna be? We're gonna be at Oak Road Brewery in Somerville. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, the, what will the... you be discussing? Yeah. Well, what's the what's the what's who's who's the guest and what's the movie? The so um, so we're we're actually gonna do more uh, interactive episodes um, for this one. So we are going to do two live episodes. One is going to be a horror bracket war where we put the brackets up on the screen and we have to go through with the audience who's going to win and who uh, who gets knocked out and people can yell at us when we're wrong and tell us why we're wrong. And we've got to all come to an agreement as to what's going to take the crown for that. Mm -hmm. And then the second episode um, is an idea proposed by Jason, which is I kind of want to call it you're the best around in a nod to Karate Kid. <laughs> That's <laughs> where people will throw out different uh, horror franchises and we have to discuss what we think is the best one in the series. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, we're going to we're going to mic the crowd and have people like it's like of a genre like like uh, strangers versus uh, funny games like in the per genre. Yeah. And then so so basically we'll get suggestions from the audience like uh you know it could be genre or it could be movie specific for the second part um and so basically we'll we'll kind of get one or the other and then kevin's gonna defend his side i'm gonna defend my side and then we'll go from there and i'm, ho I'm hoping i've see, seen all the franchises that they, that they throw out <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no our, our whole thing is like our podcast is meant to be when we created this the sort of vision that I had in my head that I proposed to Jason was I had just come back from a horror con and was so immersed in the community and just the people being themselves and just like being welcoming and having that, like you could just make friends on the spot. It's like going to a concert, you know, you go, you're both there to watch the same band, like, hell yeah, let's be friends. Um, and that's what I saw in my head for the podcast. And now we're, connecting with people from Australia and people from Ireland and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So when we put this in front of an audience, we're like, let's get everyone involved. Everybody's a part of the show that night. That's so smart. That's very smart. That's, that's really great. And, and great thinking. Uh, I, I totally know what you mean. I, I think I said this to you, Jason, the other, when we talked on the phone is that I, I've been going to uh, uh, role-playing 
co conventions in, in a similar way, yeah. like the, the Dungeons and Dragons, the, you know, the, you know, TTRPGs. I, I've been, I, as of October, I, I will, I will have gone to three this year. So I will say this, and I think I said this to Jason, I, I've been to music conventions, I've been to theater conventions, and I feel like, like, these TTRPG conventions are, are is the first time I have ever felt 100% at home. Like every single part of me. So there was no there was no delineation. Like if I went to a music convention, it would be as a member of a band that maybe people knew. This I I love being no one, nobody, and everybody is my friend. It's mm -hmm. it, it's so, I know exactly. Yeah. Just be in line and you overhear someone talking about this incredibly nerdy thing or like, oh my God, I saw that too. That was so good. Or I played that. <laughs> so good. It's it's so great. I yeah. So you're the man. And but to add that level of theatricality or or audience participation really is so it's so fun and really important. And I think that's that's a great idea. Both both great ideas. Yeah. yeah yeah we're looking we're looking forward to it and uh we have our friend uh mr j um who's a local musician that's helped us a lot on the podcast and he's a frequent guest um yes. he's an amazing guy and a uh, good promoter so he's helping us out with it he's gonna do a little bit of horror trivia with us um and then also we've got uh rocky horror um uh troop coming out yeah my this, this is my my complete lack of surprise at this point <laughs> like every time that happens me when i'm off screen i'm just like okay then <laughs> um, no but i was i was telling matt and Lindsay uh that you know about the shadow cast uh yep. team and and they're familiar so i told them they were coming on and Lindsay was asking about uh the bracket work and uh, i was telling yes, her that yes yeah, we've we've done it on the show before, and the bracket war is just kind of like, you know, basically we'll choose two movies, uh, you know, which is better, Scream or or Halloween, and yeah. you know, we'll we'll kind of argue it down, and then whoever wins the argument, that movie will move on, and yep. then we'll you know kind of go down to the next. And yeah. you know, the, the uh, this movie or that movie or this genre or that genre, and yeah, so it's whoever wins the argument. They, they have what's <laughs> up? I say that to people all the time because I'm not a sports person either. <laughs> you don't know. Well, okay, well, I think they do like two categories. So I was pitching like you have like slashers versus supernatural, but like. Mm. Yeah, but down to the final two. Ooh, right. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of thinking the right direction. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we'll we'll start off with like kind of you know four on one side, four on the other, and then one will win out, and then it just kind of gets narrowed down to you know basically two that are left, and then you and know if, we argue out the two and see who wins. And if Jason Love and it. I disagree, we just fist fight until one the other one agrees that uh, <laughs> that the other one's right. Basically, yeah. club, because the other fun. <laughs> speak... Did you just mention fight? I did. Because someone just 
Make a quote from Fight Club. He did. Okay. I'm gonna he did. That. Well, also, I know that I know that that's that's a very important movie to for for Jason because I, I very very. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Jason and his brother uh, would use our uh, our our driveway as their own Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, we would each other up. Well, terrifying. we're going to have to do a little bonus episode where Jason describes <laughs> the Fight Club days, I guess. There were many drinks involved, and uh, my brother and I would go at it. And I uh, usually won because I'm the smaller one. Um, <laughs> but, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, we would, uh, we would end up uh, very torn up and then walk into the house <laughs> and have another drink and <laughs> hang out. <laughs> Have yourself another 40 and just fight club. Yep. Just have another <laughs> well, 40 party, man. There we go. Johnny well, D, man. Oh my God. Love it. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Miss that guy. Amen. Wow. Well, hey, Matt, Lindsay, this has been a total, total blast having you guys on. We hope you all, we hope you all had fun. We hope to see you again on here sometime. Yeah, um, we You'll have to you'll have to pick uh, another movie for us. We'll do Hush, or we'll do uh, any of the other fifty movies that we listed on here tonight. <laughs> um, but we want to okay. we want to open the floor. Um, I know that uh, Jason mentioned that you know there's you know s- some gaming stuff going on, a podcast, anything y'all want to promote while you're on here. Um, so the floor is yours. Promote anything you want. Tell yeah. us your socials and uh, where people can keep up with you. Yeah. I have absolutely nothing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, okay. just Lindsay's awesomeness. Yes, just just Lindsay's. She is. She yeah, is. We'll just weapon of 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 every situation. No, I mean Lindsay actually indirectly, of course, uh, has has uh, inspired almost everything that I do uh, these days. Uh, one of them is this podcast that I. I can't believe it's still going. It's called ADHD 20. It's with my friend, Allison, uh, where we basically, I mean, I've, I've lived with ADHD all my life and so has she, but in the last two years of making this podcast, we um, we have never learned so much about ADHD, but we the, 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 it just started as a joke because it was, we loved Dungeons and Dragons and we loved... You know, and we were we had ADHD, and and it, we haven't stopped from there. So that's one thing uh, that we love doing, and it's in its second year, and dang, it's amazing. Uh, and then my brother and I, yes, also with Allison and our friend Fitz, we have a weekly live stream that we that we do on Fridays at eleven thirty CT, twelve thirty ET. It's called the Pocket Dimension Live, where we talk about all manner of uh, tabletop role-playing games and news and stuff. And it's really, really, really fun. Beautiful. Well, awesome. And what are, what are the specific names and what platforms can those be found on? Yeah. So you you can find the pocket dimension. Uh, we live stream on both Twitch and, and YouTube at the same time, but then we cut them up uh, and we put, you know, longer and shorter clips of that on to a YouTube channel, which is called The Pocket Dimension. Enter the Pocket Dimension, actually. So at Enter the Pocket Dimension. And then ADHD20 is 
is under that umbrella. So it's easy to find ADHD 20. I mean, when I, you know, it's, it's funny to say, and then it's pretty easy to search. So uh, it's, that's on any podcaster, any, any streaming thing. And also on YouTube. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Well, everybody listening, you heard it here first. Matt and Lindsay are wonderful. So, you know, check out this recording. Go check out anywhere that you can keep up with all their awesome stuff that they're doing. Matt, Lindsay, again, it has been a total, total blast and an honor to have you both on. We cannot wait to do it again very, yeah. very soon. Yeah. It's it's so much fun to talk to somebody who likes and understands horror movies. Yeah. yeah. We, we feel it. Absolutely. So, we'll have to... Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Lindsay, we'll have well, to talk we have... Uh, some more Mike Flanagan on the show one of these days. Yeah. Yes, if, if we could start a text, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate it, and you guys can come back anytime. We'd love to have you anytime. And Matt, you know we've known each other forever. I love you. I appreciate you okay. taking the time with us. Yeah. Um, as much as I love you, maybe next time we'll just have Lindsay. But um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. <laughs> all good. It's all good. Uh, but well, we hey. love you guys, and this has been Midnight Terrors, oh. and we'll let you we'll let you guys know when the uh, episode is up if you want to listen to it. I don't know if you like to listen to yourselves, but <laughs> yeah, my, my mom's already signed up. She's like, "You've got to send me that one." So <laughs> beautiful. Well, uh, it'll be coming out soon. Thank you again, Matt and Lindsay, for joining us tonight. This is the Midnight Terrors podcast. Real quick, we'll plug everything, and then we'll get out of the way. Uh, follow us on social media under Midnight Terrors Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Come talk to us in our Facebook group, Midnight Terrors Podcast, where we're talking with all the listeners of the show, all the friends that we've made. Um, shoot us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our T Public store if you want to pick up a Midnight Terrors shirt or hoodie or sticker. You can join the family that way. And just thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you all so much. We love you. And we cannot wait to tune in for more Horror Talk very soon. So thank you all for listening. We love you. We'll see you next time. Peace.